in the 90s. Everything was better and somehow worse all at once. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of Saturday morning cartoons. by day, homework by night. We were betrayed by the boomers we had sworn to protect. Frozen in student loan debt for a thousand years. Now on the internet, the shows of old return, and we live again. We are defenders of what came before. We are Nostalgia Plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nostalgia Plus, the show where we talk about old things that are new again thanks to the internet. Today is a very special episode because it's about a thing that I picked, so (laughs) uh, I'm forcing my desires on my fellow podcast hosts. Uh, Yet again. Yep. I've got uh, Rachel here with me. Hello. And Peter Schaefer. Hello. And uh, Katie Willis. That's me. And Nick Evangelista. Hello, hello. And today we are going to be talking about Willow, the 19... Sorry, I, oh, I had this right in. 1980. 1987. 1987 or 1988. IMDb says 88. I think... Disney, Disney Plus said 1987. Yeah, I found that a lot, like on Gargoyle think, episodes and yeah. stuff, where there's like a one-year difference. I don't know what. Oh. Back in the day, records weren't as accurate. You know, yes. everything I've seen says 88. Yeah, I mean, IMDb lists the release date. I wonder if, like, Disney has a different... It's not release date or something. It's something different. That's weird. Yeah. You know, but Disney's anyway. pulling all these things out of their vault. Who knows how they file these things, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay, but this was a great movie. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite movies from, from way back when I was uh, all of nine years old and all of you guys, except for Peter, did not exist. I existed. Uh, I have always existed. Oh my! Uh, this is a, a, a. I'll read the quick caption from IMDb, which is: A young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen, which is about as succinct as you can get for the two-hour fantasy masterpiece that is Willow, uh, directed by Ron <laughs> Howard. Written by George Lucas, produced no, by George Lucas. No, story by George Lucas. Written uh, screenwriter was somebody else. Oh, you're correct. Bob, Bob Dolman. Bob yeah, Dole? Bob Dole man. <laughs> Bob Dole does not approve of this movie. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry, I got us off topic already. Bob Dole. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. It's a so topic podcast. That, that, that bio it was succinct i think really fails to uh actually tell you what this movie is at all yeah it's kind of a broad stroke that could encompass pretty much any fantasy movie from that time pretty much wasn't it because like a lot of fantasy yeah a lot of fantasy in this time period was like oh the small town farmer who has zero you know world experience has to go out into the world and do a thing 
Question. Right. It's almost like George Lucas doesn't have any other story ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, farmer boy does this in space. Farmer boy does this in, in fantasy world. So question. comes home with magic powers. Is the baby a MacGuffin? I, I suppose the baby qualifies as a MacGuffin. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't, it's not really a character, although they no. get some good acting out of this baby. Oh like, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. They do this some, is like they some the great... most expressively faced baby like in any movie that I can remember. Yeah, I can only imagine they just like pointed a camera in its face for like four hours and did little teasing and goo-gahs until they got all the faces that they needed for the whole movie. Yep. Some great faces. Well, yeah, that was my basically my only thought during this movie. I didn't it was a man movie for me. I'm sorry. Wow. 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 I don't know. Just eh. no. <laughs> in in all seriousness, Willow is kind of one of these movies that is objectively bad, but just wonderful. I think because I wanted I was reading something I wanted to read, and then I was read then I had to watch this movie for the podcast, and I was just like, I want to go back to the thing I was w- wanted to read. Oh, so you felt obligated to watch it but you didn't yeah, feel into it. It was a burden. I see. Okay. Okay, uh, so no- notable the actress who played the baby of which there were two. They were born on April 16th. Oh, that's the triplet's oh. birthday in my family. No. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Well, anyway, it's just it's a good month. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and one of month. one of these girls uh graduated in 2012 with an, uh, a bachelor's of science in forensic science. Fun. So there you go. That's, what did the other one do? <laughs> it doesn't say. I'm looking at IMDb and looking at trivia. And she wasted her life. <laughs> you know Warwick what? Davis I, I, suffered for nothing. <laughs> half, half no idea. Nothing. So let me, let me ask you, though, Dan, because um, like, I love Willow. I've seen this movie before. I cherish it. It is a delight. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do recognize it sort of as it is kind of objectively bad in a way. Explain. Uh, but... <laughs> 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 well, OK, I guess that answers the question. I was about to ask you, is, do you agree or not? Well, listen, so I, I will freely admit that there are problems with Willow. I think Rachel is partially right that, like, there are not really any great female characters because all of the what? female, like they aren't, they aren't really, when did I say this? <laughs> you said it was a man movie. I mean, I assume that's what you mean is that it's mostly no, about, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't say man movie, but you're also correct. I did think that I was like, these are kind of boring characters. Oh, what did you say? Um, not a, a meh, like M E H. Oh, a meh movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's actually offensive. And I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer if you just insult my gender and not the movie Willow, which is amazing. So. Okay. My main problem was it's, as we said before, it's kind of, the plot is kind of just like, I've seen it before, which is not the problem of the movie. It's just the problem I've seen it later and a lot of people copied. Yeah. This, no, this movie is extremely generic. Um, For sure. None of the acting's particularly incredible it's not bad are you kidding me gosh was amazing oh okay. man me gosh okay and then um <laughs> and the, the baby i would say the plot <laughs> the plot is uh pretty uh 
disastrous. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense at points or seems pretty. Um, it's it's fantasy lazy. standard, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's... And that's the thing about this movie. It's I, I guess it's just sort of like it it checks all the boxes. It doesn't do anything incredible, but it yeah. is charming in a way that a lot of other fantasy movies aren't. You're that's right. That's because the other fantasy movies don't have his children in it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mims and Rannon, they're so cute and they just warmed my heart when they were like finding yeah willow's kids when they found the baby and the little girl was just like she's so cute i'm like no you're cute (laughs) those can be true kate god okay sorry yes this is fun i'm i'm over it yeah (laughs) they were so cute though yeah, I guess I just want uh, i'm tired of like the generic thing they want things to be slightly different in fantasy I don't know. Fair. I've been I've been spoiled by weird fantasy things. Uh, I mean, I can't disagree with anything you guys are saying. Um, it is it is pretty generic. It is the you know the equation that is uh, Lucas's you know plot outline for everything. Yes. Yes. It, take it doesn't babies really... away from children. Take babies and children away from their mothers. And then put them in dangerous situations. Oh, don't yeah. forget! Don't forget in fa- a true fantasy style: the mother must die, and, our, and the child must be an orphan, because no uh, no children are allowed to have parents. Yes. Yeah. Well, blame the Bible for that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, Moses. You know, he doesn't have parents, and then they throw him in the water, and that's what happens to poor little Laura Dannon. That she she gets the Moses treatment. Yeah, I hate the Moses treatment because it's like, you don't know where that's going to end up. You don't know if that baby's just going to go off a freaking waterfall immediately following this scene. Well, I think her concern was mostly that the baby not fall into the mouth of a evil dog. Yes, uh, and let's then- put dogs in quotes, please. Are, are you I sure that was dogs. A, I'm sure I thought was a dog rather than a weird rat. I mean, it was yeah, supposed a to be lion kind of rat. monster dog. And they, I just, I love that they clearly put some kind of rat-like costume on top of real dogs and let the dogs run around. And it just, it was just, it just, it made it look good. I liked it. Apparently they were Rottweilers. Oh, okay. In my, in my research today on this movie. <laughs> well, that's something I did. Like. Pitbulls, those with their hinging jaws and whatever. Mm, dangerous. I did like it. A lot of the effects were practical effects. Um, yeah. When they did go to like weird like CG, not even CG, it was like uh, mm, pre CG. Yeah, like the fire effects when they're throwing fireballs was kind of meh <laughs> or bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can see a little bit, and they did they did some like they had a big claymation monster in the middle, and that was like fun to watch. It obviously didn't have the level of uh, like. That with the we're used to today in 2020 watching CGI, um, but it was still fun. Yeah, uh, uh, mostly I the prefer f- bad practical effects to good special effects anytime, though. Yeah, I like I, pre- mm-hmm. I prefer fra- practical. I like yeah. the CG mon- oh, not CG the the claymation mar- monster that was kind of fun. Yeah, though I um, wish also the props were terrible in my opinion. I don't like the yeah? armor. I hate the armor so much. Hmm. Who Val Kilmer's armor? Like all the armor. Oh, okay. it stood out to me. What what didn't you like about it? They all it looked like it didn't fit properly on anyone. It was just like 
and it was uh it's like uh um weird maybe like, that's maybe that's why they lost the war <laughs> well i was talking about like the queen's army too it didn't like their armor didn't look like it fit properly and the helmets kept falling off and it was just like i want to be edgy so i'm gonna choose this black uh uh, it was kind of Asian inspired at some points. It looked like to me, but I don't know. I hated it. Just also like on aesthetic purposes. Hmm. Yeah, it seemed like Val Kilmer's armor after he upgrades, uh, right, is is kind of uh, samurai inspired a bit. Yeah, I just know particularly like the girl's helmet looked really off on her. That's because it had to house her hair. Well, she was outfitted as an archer, right? But yeah. not, but she never. I don't think she ever fired a bow. No, <laughs> she just had those huge arrows on her she, back. She like, was an no she reason. was an archer with only four arrows and with a sword that had teeth like a saw. Yeah, her arrows were so big, and there was four of them. Well, I think they were just. I mean, I don't know. If, I couldn't tell if they were big or if they were just uh, situated really high up her back. Mm. All so of the above. They, yeah, all of the above. Both. both Why areas. choose? <laughs> so i mean do, do you guys want to talk about like val kilmer because yes please because i could talk about val kilmer all day he, he was great he was fantastic it, he's always fantastic uh, he used to be always fantastic now he's well, done okay. it <laughs> so question what was his character's name i kept mad hearing mad, yeah, mad martigan i heard matt margaret whatever his last name is and i was so confused oh no no like, mad martigan is one word one word i i always have subtitles <laughs> on because i can't fucking hear worth a shit one of my so. kids heard um math martigan and is he really smart <laughs> i thought he had something to do with math um that's super cute it was well, cute. I, well it's the way it sounded like i was like why are you calling him by his first and last name all the time over and over again yes yeah or, I or so. you I know by to... his name and his epithet right yeah Boy, I just it's like kind of, you mean to call him mad all the time. I don't know. But this this is right before Val Kilmer kind of explodes, right, with popularity and when he's in like some of his best work. So this is like right after uh like two it was two years after Top Gun and three oh. years after Real Genius, which is mm-hmm. when all the real people, you know. The the real people. The cool people got saw him and were like, Yeah, this is the guy. We're gonna put I'm, him in a jet plane. I have never, <laughs> I've never seen either of those movies. Oh, thank God! Well, that's why we have a show like this. <laughs> <laughs> you, will, you well, at one point we'll have to have like a month of Al Kilmer. Well, just okay. like, Top Secret and Real Genius and Top Gun and The Saint. Top Secret's freaking awesome. Okay, yeah. sorry. Hey, uh, yeah. we can just have a thing of make Rachel watch all the old pop culture movies that she's never watched. Like, Isn't Star that Wars. what this whole podcast is? <laughs> <laughs> that would take a long time, actually. Yeah, good point. I haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, my yeah. God. Still freaking. Oh, God. I tried. I got bored within like the first 10 minutes and then turned it off. OK. OK. So so uh, Val Kilmer is great. He just he I mean, he carries the movie. Right. Um, yes. Absolutely. He, bring, he brings the force to the like the, the force of personality to it while um, um, I thought we switched franchises for a second. <laughs> <laughs> sure. While Warwick Davis, like really, he brings some great heart. Right. As the titular character, Willow, he's 
he's, I don't know, he pulls you in and makes you feel good about being there while Val Kilmer lets you feel excited about being there. Oh, well, right? yeah, I think Willow drives the plot. Yeah, for sure. But Val Kilmer is the reason you watch. Okay. Dan yeah, was the like reason he's... I watched. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fun, right? Like he's fun through the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's not fun. a moment where Val Kilmer is on the screen that you're not. I mean, unless you're enchanted. I'll just stop being negative. I just wasn't. Feeling no, no, it. Rachel, no, you no. not like sorcelled. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just words. <laughs> Thank you. That's oh my goodness. Yeah, I will like, say though, this movie does have a worse love story than Anakin and Padme. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> I did not remember how bad it was. Chris is not good at romance. Okay, no. so no, he's not. Um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Mad Mardigan gets hit in the face with apparently a love potion, love powder. It's unclear. Very- it's it's called the dust of broken hearts. It is right. not really explained like what that really means. <laughs> and it makes him fall in love with the the evil queen's daughter. Sorsha. Sorsha. For like a minute. Um, for like, yeah, a couple minutes. And and they and he professes his undying love and then they have to run because they're rescuing the baby. Um and then, you know, a short bit later, um, they're they're asking about why, you know why did that happen what was going on you said you were in love with her and it prompted my favorite line of the movie which was i don't love her she kicked me in the face <laughs> that was good that's a good line yeah it was and he it was just i i couldn't help i had to say it several times after that <laughs> just i don't love her she kicked me in the face it's a very reasonable uh uh argument for not loving her yeah, you know who doesn't have a, an argument for loving him is uh, Sorsha, and yet somehow she manages to do it. In the well, movie. actually, I think there's a pretty strong argument, which is it's Val fucking Kilmer. Uh, <laughs> well, from what I remember, she also doesn't have a character. <laughs> That's true. She it does seem to be like, hey, I was just waiting around for anyone to show me any kind of affection, uh, and right. then I would latch onto that person. Right. Yeah. She clearly Listen. comes from a, a household, a very unloving home. <laughs> we can we can talk about the bad writing on the part of her character, or we can talk about how sexy Val Kilmer is. Well, I'll he was so be- sexy that the actress did marry him uh, uh, like a year for later, years, I think, and have yeah. two kids. Yes. So I think we know the real reality of the situation. <laughs> well, and we know how long that magic dust really lasts, which is years. Cause then they got a divorce. Well, well. Oh, geez. <laughs> the magic dust, like, well, so the magic dust made a little brownie fall in love with a cat. Mm-hmm. And then it made, so it doesn't, it didn't make Val Kilmer fall in love with like the first person he saw is cause that would have been Willow. Yeah. And it doesn't make him fall in love with the first female that he sees because that would have been the baby. Uh, yep, I noticed well, this too. No, okay. but he did confess his love for the baby when he was still in the cage. He's all like, oh, I'll take care of her. So give me a reason oh, to was... live. And I, oh my God, I was like, yes, you can give me a baby too. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. We know I that told, was. I told so... you guys off air already that this gave me baby fever. I think it was mostly Val Kilmer. So not the actual babies. <laughs> the dust... Well, that baby had like really cute hair though. The little curls. It did, oh, have, the, it did the, have the, the, the dust makes you fall in love with the first age-appropriate 
uh, correct uh, <laughs> and the correct sexual and the person with your that aligns with your sexual orientation. The first heteronormative person that you see. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, let's, as decided let's, by the writers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let's be hopeful and and hope that it, you know, that if that it targets your your gender of choice. Uh, or gender. I, I had assumed maybe, that maybe it brings oh. out the hidden feelings that you don't realize you have. So the brownie was secretly in love, uh, like lusting after cats. It could be. You never know. Or publicly, we never really got into that. Um, so the brownies do they do they add or detract? Wait, wait from sorry. The I, w- I want to like throw out one more hypothesis, which is that it's the dust of broken hearts. What if it just makes you fall in love with the worst person for you imaginable? <laughs> Except that it works out for Mad Mardigan. Well, sure, but sometimes that's what happens, Peter. In love. Everything so works out for you, Mad you Mardigan. Mar- you marry a person that you divorce eight years later. <laughs> that's uh, real encouraging. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I would so, so what? What's how long until your divorce, Katie? Oh uh, well, it's been two, uh, almost three years. So okay, so like coming up now. Put it on the calendar. Better. That'll be good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> way, way, way down the calendar is what I meant to say. Just, uh, just, just give, give, give him my number once you break up. All right. Peter, you're also married. Coming out. There's a little room in that relationship, I guess. <laughs> now we know whose spouses are listening to the podcast and whose are. <laughs> there could be, be a lot of room. It's, 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 you know, let's not be uh, close minded here. <laughs> a little bit of a dug sized room. <laughs> <laughs> That's a heavy size. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, wait, unless I, I just missed this joke. Wouldn't wouldn't you say, Katie, that there is a Val Kilmer sized room in your in your in your marriage? And also uh um, sorry, a nineteen eighty eight Val Kilmer. <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. Please clarify. Yeah. Um also that guy that my husband's in love with. What's his name? Idris Elba. No, no, that's just Nick. <laughs> um and Dan and Peter. You sure it's not Idris Elba? It's everyone. I'm sure everyone it, loves Idris Elba. The Deadpool guy. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yes, there is also a Ryan Reynolds-sized hole in our relationship. So 1988 Val Kilmer and Ryan Reynolds are both going to like hang out in this little room. Yes. <laughs> Waiting for you. Turn on the camera and watch it. Hello, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. So these brownies. <laughs> so the brownies, did they add or detract from the movie overall? They are it, entirely removable from this movie. Uh, I, yeah, I, I felt can't imagine way. anything that they why I mean they were obviously slapstick they, comic relief. They yeah. stole the baby once. So they, this yeah, but movie they didn't was need to. Over, like, there could have been some other plot thing to do there. Right. This movie was over two hours long as it is. I think cutting them would have actually greatly improved the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I didn't realize how long this was gonna be. Oh yeah. This is a this is rough and just in length. I mean, it's not bad, but it's just very long. And do kids have... like back in the day have a really long attention span? Because Pete's Dragon was super fucking long too. Well, yeah, I, I mean, Pete's I don't Dragon like movies that are longer than ninety minutes. That nobody liked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, it, it, when a movie's over two hours, you really have to justify it in my eyes. I, I, I think it's reasonable. It's a rule I always have had. And I, it's hard to watch. I, 
I can do an hour and a half before I start getting like, okay, I'm bored now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just a super easy movie watcher. I, I, if the movie is at all engaging, I doesn't, I watch, I'll watch however long it is. I, I don't know why. Uh, I need to, if I'm with people who are excited to watch the movie, I will be excited to watch it with them. Mm, that's fair. Well, Dan, let me just let me just throw out an example out there. Just you tell me. Um, Peter Jackson's King Kong. I've watched it a bunch of times. Yeah, it's so fucking long. I know, <laughs> unnecessarily long. Yeah, way unnecessary. There's at least an hour of just people being devoured by bugs uh, that could be definitely removed from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you watched it multiple times. I have. I remember really I saw like feeders and I almost bugs eat people. No, I'm going to explain why. And the reason is that I was an early adopter of HD DVD, uh, which was the the, <laughs> the, the failure not, compared to Blu-ray. Yeah. Right. And I only had like three movies and one of those was <laughs> Peter Jackson's King Kong. So I did watch it a bunch of times because of I that, that like and my, the Matrix. My kidneys almost failed me in the movie theater when I saw it. <laughs> like I, I distinctly remember that is like one of my earliest memories of almost well, luckily, peeing myself to death. There's plenty of opportunities in that movie to get up and <laughs> relieve yourself. So and miss nothing is what you're saying. Oh my gosh! It's Not weird. in Willow. I, there's no. I, I mean, as long as it is, and certainly there are parts you could cut that keep happening over and over again, like the brownies. Yeah, if you trimmed the brownies, it would be a, a tighter movie. There's a lot of horse riding that probably didn't need to be in the movie. <laughs> there's like a whole scene where it seems like the scene exists just for an effect shot to sort of pull up and look at a Canyon for about 10 seconds. Oh, that's such a George Lucas. I know he didn't really <laughs> have that much to do with this movie in the grand scheme, but that just feels like a George Lucas move. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, it was fun. Oh, go ahead. I was thinking the bar scene where you find mad Mark, no Val mad Kilmer. As, <laughs> yeah. As mad Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't feel like that brought much, but I also might have not been paying too much attention. <laughs> no, it didn't. Well, I think you're it, right. No way. You got to see the the husband Lug. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> grab his fake boob, which is filled with apples, and not realize that it wasn't a boob. Well, I mean, also Lug bursts in and is like, "Are you cheating on me, woman?" And she's like, "No, this is my was it my cousin." cousin. And he's like, oh, let me have sex with your cousin, practically. And yeah. Just, well, hold on. Is it want to breed? Here? That's right. Want to breed. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That was just awful. Now, I did. There was another line that I loved there because because, right, the good guys get cornered by the bad guys in the bar. And we reveal that that uh, Mad Mardigan is not, in fact, a woman. And Lug says, and punches and you know starts off the whole fight that lets our heroes escape and as they're like running away out of the bar the last shot we have of the the tavern is him running out of the tavern shouting <laughs> just like we clearly know the one thing that's important to him right can, can, can you run that line again of this this random person can you run that line again you cut out no oh. Is that what cut out? You're spiking it's right. the internet. It's right. <laughs> we have your audio. We have you saying it earlier. We can. I can actually it. cut it out of the the movie and just drop it into there. That's true. <laughs> so um, sorry, most of the line wasn't there, so I thought you should be able to do it again. No. <laughs> oh well. So <laughs> I don't know if we've really actually touched upon the uh, upon the plot of this. There was plot. Uh, yeah. Well, technically. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> maybe I maybe I dare say too much plot. What? Well, what? Yeah. Oh, I suppose because a... they had to go find the the wand Wait. woman. Generally, anytime a movie starts with a uh, prophecy, there's going to be a lot of plot. <laughs> but they didn't really spend any time on the prophecy. Like, <laughs> they really didn't. It was it, almost completely inconsequential. It was just a reason to chase the baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, question. Was, what, what was the reason why they wanted to kill the queen? Did they, uh, was she just generically evil? Bad. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. She's evil. Just walking I around mean, turning people into goats and pigs and... She literally like kidnapped all the mothers and vowed to kill all of their babies. No, no, no. Right? Only their babies that ha- that were marked with the mark of the prophecy. But that's still uh I mean, still it's still thoughtful. kidnapping on a grand scale. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, she's she's all the evil. Real King Herod kind of move, yeah. That's real Anakin Skywalker shit. I was <laughs> <laughs> like all the young younglings, he's right. kidnapping them. I just like when when villains have like more of a personality. Sometimes I don't know. Yeah, well, she, she had not. personality. She was she was laughably evil. Her personality yeah. was evil, but it was a fun laugh. It was you're all pigs. Well, I like I've pigs. like and in books. I like the, the villains can be laughably evil, but I like the character interact. If they have good character interactions, then I'm okay with it. I mean, I she's just, she's not in the movie really. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Can I'm we talking about, like, talk about those pigs? I didn't understand the phrase body horror until I watched that part. <laughs> oh, I have some movie recommendations for you. Oh, oh please, no. No. <laughs> no. I just watched um, Existence again. Oh, God. Why? And, uh, because I wanted to see it again. It's fun. And <laughs> what is I watched? Um, oh, shoot. I keep forgetting the name. Uh Videodrome for the first time. A month oh ago. my god! How about Martyrs? I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. It's, it's French. French. Film. <laughs> I don't know French. I mean, I, body the, the the great body horrors is The Fly, American Werewolf in London. Uh-huh. Probably the original Howling is up there too. Okay. Are you I leaving can't... off Videodrome? I yeah, Videodrome. His hand does turn into a gun. That's right. It does <laughs> I, have sex with a TV. Um, I can deal with most uh, body horror. I can't deal deal with torture porn. Well, that's me neither. Don't watch Martyrs. Well, because like I watched Final Destination, and that gave me anxiety for like a month. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. (laughs) Like I will, I refuse to watch the Saw movies. That's simply a wise choice. Um, So. What was your guys's like? Uh, did you guys have like favorite scenes? No. In the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that the scene uh, where Mad Mardigan cuts his way out of the tent that he's collapsed onto himself <laughs> after after he steals a kiss from Portia, and then he uses the sword, Sorsha. and Willow is like, "You really are a great swordsman." And he does the flip, and then he falls on his ass. Like yeah. I love that love scene. That. The beating heart of this movie for me. Like I could watch that all day. So good. He's like, I don't just so love her. She kicked me in then... the face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Uh, he was just so overconfident. Like, oh, he he he's impressed by me. And then he like, <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah, well, he was just almost jubilant to like finally be doing his thing. You know. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I watched the making of documentary that I found on YouTube, mostly because I wanted to find out if that sled scene at the where at, when they're leaving the <laughs> where they've been captured and going to the village. Right. Jump on the whether that was like a, an effect or whether they just put Val Kilmer and Warwick Davis on a sled and threw them down a mountain. And in fact, that is what happened. There's, <laughs> oh my God. There, there's a guy in front of them on skis with a camera attached to his butt. <laughs> he's filming them as they slide and then they just slid down these incredibly dangerous so like the fear you see on Warwick Davis face is legitimate oh, fear wow. of being killed and filming that okay. so do you know the uh, scene where in um, Captain America Civil uh, no Winter Soldier where they're uh, they're, getting, they're sliding down a highway on a car door with uh, like Captain America uh Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow and and uh, Falcon are on a car door sliding down a highway. Yeah. Yeah, that was real. <laughs> they just put them on a truck, like, they, they attached that car door to, like, the, there was a truck that was pushing that car, da- car door down the highway, and then oh, launched was... them over a ramp. Yeah, that, but that was a stunt double, right? Uh, Chris Evans like... was in it. Uh, Chris Evans did it. Oh yeah, right. oh, so yeah. I mean, I watched that. I forget what the name of that YouTube. <laughs> That's where I saw this from. Uh, it's yeah. Quarter Digital. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I watched uh, that too. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, it find it scary because they had the car that flipping in front of them was a real car flipping in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love effects like that where they're just like, oh, I guess you know these actors, we got insurance on them. We'll do, oh my god, <laughs> do something crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, also, oh. I mean, they've, they've clearly got flipping cars down to a science. Yeah, <laughs> totally not unpredictable. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not when they do it. I don't know. Nick, did you have a favorite scene? I mean, like I had a, a couple things that stood out. Um, I mean, at the beginning, <laughs> when they uh, w- when the lady who's protecting the baby just like lets it go down a river. Like, I know that's sort of a trope, but my God, it's just so fucking dangerous. <laughs> Just leaving a baby floating down a river—that's insane. I mean, it's also clearly a, a last resort. Oh, I know, but like, it almost—I know it worked out in the movie, but you're well, almost—you're almost better off just running away from the dogs with the baby. Like, just go. Yeah, why didn't she go downstream with it? Right. It just well seems because like she didn't poor. have a conveniently floating piece of land. <laughs> it was well, also very shallow water. It's true. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the line from the wizard at the beginning where he releases a bird and he goes, follow the bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the saying, wizard oh, doesn't know shit. The bird's yeah. flying back to the village. Oh, ignore the bird. Follow the river. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I really liked that the wizard, um, I liked his, his will, you know, his test for apprentices. <laughs> um, Just pick a finger. That's right. Which, which finger has, 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 has the magic power in it? Has the power to change the world. That oh, that's it. It's a good line, and it's mm-hmm. it's a good like little piece of the movie where where later Willow goes to him after having chosen the wrong finger and says, "You know, I thought I thought for a moment, I thought for a moment I should have picked my own finger, but it was stupid." He said, "That was the right choice." <laughs> okay, I would like to amend that. Uh, my favorite scene is with the bones, where he tells yes. Warren Davis. That yes. uh, it's like, oh, oh, these are just 
a fake. Tell me, do you like this baby? Okay, good. You're going. Bye. Yeah, yeah. The bones say tell me nothing. <laughs> do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you should go. The bones yeah. have spoken. <laughs> Take yeah. this bad guy with you. That's it's, right. It's... And and then and then I'm going to punish this asshole by saying <laughs> uh who's being a jerk the whole time by saying, Well the bones say you should go too. Burgle cut. It's a great what I like right. is that like he's a essentially he's a fraud the entire time, but he's still one of the good guys. Well, and he's not a fraud. He has real magic. Well, he yeah, does, but he does just, he know? He, he's a pragmatic wizard. He's playing it up for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's an awesome character. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember... did like the like the magic in the movie is always gross. It is never <laughs> like like the trolls. The troll, yeah. So I'm trying to think. Like, so he turns an apple into a bird. He's got acorns that turn people to stone. He's got there's yeah. He turns that troll into a meat egg. <laughs> Some that, that turns into a two headed monster thing. A dragon, yeah. Uh, the 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 witch is turning people into pigs. She's got blood rituals. <laughs> there's the the old lady is constantly and like the the. The good witch's transformations are most of the time like uh, portrayed as incredibly painful and kind of disgusting when, like the when the bird sort of hatches out of the the oh, yeah. thing uh, like yeah out of the room yeah that what part was kind of gross most of them didn't seem all that like oogie to me but I mean when she point. turns it back into the old lady that might have been the part that grossed me out the most because she was so wet like she's <laughs> just soaked from being a tiger I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that and she's wet like for the rest of the movie finally at the end they dry her off and like oh it was a normal lady and not a terrifying old wizard lady that oh just the fight between the two sorceresses at the end like they're throwing magic at each other and stuff and by the end they're just punching each other in the face and <laughs> yeah I, I, I loved that bit where where they just <laughs> they're in, locked in some kind of sorceress tangle and then the, our good good witch just starts pounding her in the face well their magic budget <laughs> ran out by that point oh yeah, yeah for sure um i also love that the straw uh i'm sorry that the wand that willow gets looks like a bendy straw from friendlies <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's Just, really impressed by it. they're like the lindrill's wand yeah and it's like looks like a freaking pasta noodle <laughs> like all twirled around like it mm-hmm. looks totally not functional so it gets all glowy that's how you know right. it works Right. So unlike Dan, I didn't watch this as a kid. I don't know when I watched it first, but it's been it's been a while. I've seen it a couple times and I and I like it. But it still figures in my childhood because as a kid, I read Nintendo Power, mm. which oh my was goodness. the magazine that published by Nintendo that, you know, gave you hints and tips on Nintendo games. And I, I, I possibly could still find back in my parents' house the early issue with, uh, you know, guides and and tricks for the Willow Nintendo game. <laughs> now, in a lot of cases, you literally could not beat the games without the magazine. <laughs> right? It's possible. I don't because remember. the things were so like absurd and some of the puzzle answers were things that you would never think of in a million years 
They actually well, make note of that in one of the Toy Story movies. Rex is like, they make it so you can't win unless you buy the magazine. It's extortion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, um, I think, doesn't George Lucas also have, have video games? Well, like, LucasArts did video games for quite a while, yeah. Yeah, his like, uh, the pirate one, I forgot the name of it. It has like puzzles that don't like, it's point and click, but the puzzles don't make any sense. Is that Monkey Island? Yeah, yeah. Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LucasArts made good games as long uh, until they they broke their initial promise of never making Star Wars games. They made a Star Wars game. Uh, I mean, it's LucasArts. Eventually, they started making Star Wars games, um, oh. and I'm not saying that all their Star Wars games are bad. But while they had a like a mission statement of not relying on Star Wars for for their inspiration, they made some crazy good stuff back in the day. Like Day yeah. of the Tentacle. Anyone mm. else? No. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know that. One. Okay. Phew. I'm with you. Good. I watched anyway. lists. I watched lists that tell me about old games that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I know some ZX uh, Spectrum games, and like ah, no one plays this with this before. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. even too old for me. Yeah. <laughs> Com- Commodore 64. Oh man, I oh, played okay. on the Commodore 64. I'm old enough to remember when we got our games in magazines and you had to type out the basic code into the... <laughs> you had to program them yourself. <laughs> it's a real uh, pain in the butt. I used, <laughs> I, I used to have a Harry Potter game that um, it had like a like physical DRM thing where you, every time you installed it on oh, your computer, yeah. you had to put in the code to the manual in the manual into the thing to load it. Right. Then... <laughs> What we did was put all our discs in this like folder thing because why keep the box if you don't have to? Oh yeah, so, no, I I had a uh, uh, a game called uh, a text adventure game called Eric the Unready, um, about the worst knight who had who wound up on the most important adventure, and uh, and it had the you know DRM where it was like asking your I think it was asking your armor sizes. <laughs> You had to give him, you had to provide measurements for your armor from the uh, from the manual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we lost the manual eventually because you know the, those things never stay anywhere. No. So, but I found the disc again, and I was like, "Shit, I can never play this again." You can probably had... find the manual online. I mean, it's basically DRM, right? It's old it school security yeah. to keep people from pirating the game. You have to yeah. have the printed manual to know what it is. Yeah, well, we got rid of it eventually because we were like, well, okay, we found, I, by recently, I mean like I was like in 14 or something and I was not too so, stupid like to Google week. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Set last week. Up for that. I am not, Peter, you think I'm not old enough to drink? That's funny. <laughs> so uh, let's get some, <laughs> some final words on Willow. Um, I, I think I agree with you guys that. Uh, I, I guess, Nick, you've kind of turned me around a a little bit to say that, like, yeah, no one should watch this movie and I guess emulate it, but it is worth watching. It's still really fun. Um, It is dumb in a lot of cases, but dumb in the fun way. You know, the characters traipse around seemingly for no reason from place to place. But when they get there, they do cool stuff like turn trolls into dragons and leap on top of them and staple their mouths shut until their head explodes. So. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, delightful and charming, uh, but it is definitely not objectively good. 
Yeah, well, Although yeah, this agree. movie was nominated for two Academy Awards. Which ones? Uh, I'm assuming not the important ones, but <laughs> probably cinematography or something. Yeah, let me pull it up. I have the uh, page here, so let me see if I can find. Uh, I would like this movie if I was watching it with people, probably. So I sound effects, that's... editing, and visual effects. Okay, but yeah. lost both to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, that's wow. fair. Well, I mean, of course. Uh, it won Best Costume Design at the Saturn Awards. Ugh. I cannot say that I've heard of those. <laughs> That's the Sifwa Awards? There's the uh, Saturns? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm seeing... The Science uh, Fiction Writers of America Awards shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. Th- this paragraph is mostly full of awards it was nominated for but lost. Oh. <laughs> so, but... I mean, like, it wasn't, uh, this movie wasn't a commercial flop. It wasn't a huge success or anything, but it, it, you know, it was relatively well-received and nominated for some awards, and it certainly has some merit in the film world, especially for 1988. Yeah, I kind of feel like the reason it never got a sequel was not the movie's fault. It was because everyone thought of Val Kilmer as the leading man of the movie, which, you know... For all intents and purposes, he kind of is. I think that's certainly true, but I also think that even just fantasy movies in 1988 were not generally recognized as, like, high-quality film. Right. I don't know if Well, but I mean, like, if you have a property that, like, George (laughs) Lucas is getting behind, if she wants to make more of the movie, it'll get made, I feel like. I mean, this is kind of at the point where George Lucas's cachet that kind of begins to wane and he doesn't really get it back until he starts making star Wars movies again. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say he got it back then either, but you well, know. I just mean people were willing to give him money for star Wars movies and not for other things. That is true. So I mean, this also you know, was Ron Howard. So yeah, I mean, Ron Howard's career, you know, is massive after this. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And you know, Warwick Davis, I didn't realize he's only 18 in this movie. I mm-hmm. thought he was way older, but like he was, you know, super young in Return of the Jedi when he plays one of the Ewoks. And uh, yeah, he's only 18 here. I mean, he just seems like a more. An older actor in this, I never got the sense, I guess, as a child, as a much younger person that he was. Maybe that's also because they portray him as being married with two kids right off the bat. Yeah, doesn't hurt. yeah. And oh, my gosh, one of my favorite lines I just remembered was when they pull the baby out and then his wife is like carrying it. And he's like, no one's going to fall in love with that baby. And uh-huh. I will not be ignored. And then he is immediately <laughs> ignored. Oh my gosh. Oh, the it's movie had like, some serious heart, you know, such family dynamic. That's uh-huh. totally accurate. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Willow's character, I think could be described as I will do the right thing, but I'm going to complain about it until this movie is over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I also, I, we did kind of gloss over. I don't want to necessarily say that Warwick Davis's acting is bad. I know earlier I said everybody's just kind of mad, but he's actually pretty compelling the whole way through. And I feel like I didn't, we didn't say that before. So for, no, for I, 18, I, especially with having yeah. almost no previous acting chops where he had to like actually speak lines and stuff, you know? Yeah, no, he and Kilmer, I think, you know, both did great jobs. And so did Migosh. 
Um, oh, I also love the Migosh and Willow scene where they're like walking back and they're like, oh, we're going to get some medals for this. And it was very Sam and Frodo-esque. Mm. It, was, it was really kind of innocent, there. you know, it was very just like friends on their way home. I don't know it if you guys have seen 1917. I have not. No, no. I yeah. wanted, I wanted I to the, the vibe from the, the two boys in 1917 early, oh, on no. in the film. <laughs> early on in the film. <laughs> oh, okay. Before it goes yeah. south. Yeah. <laughs> Poor I, me. I, gosh. <laughs> I wanted to watch that movie. Then the pandemic happened. Well, now yeah, you can uh, watch it on Amazon if you want to pay like 20 bucks or whatever for it. It's worth it. It's a really good movie. Yeah, it's really good. Um, anyway, I think that's yeah, no, a lot of fun. Some things that could have been improved. Some um, things could have been cut. Yeah, I mean, they could have cut the brownies. Although, I mean, honestly, I watched it with kids and the kids loved the brownies. So, I mean, I can see why it was there. But anyway, but no, it, like it mostly holds up. Um, I, I don't regret the two hours that I spent watching it with family. Finally, finally, we've watched the movie that we can feel proud to recommend to people. <laughs> uh, Rachel, how do you feel about recommending it? Uh, it's just generic to me. I'm just like, I wasn't into generic at the time. You probably, I'd probably like it if I was watching it with people, but I was watching it alone and I wanted to go mm. watch, read something else that I was enjoying. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's more of a family movie. Like, to yeah. watch with other people, it's not it's good alone like i watched it by myself but the whole time i was thinking oh doug would have loved that part <laughs> like oh i miss him i think i it's kind of like princess diaries to me i don't think i would like princess diaries if i watched it by myself what but i watched it, i don't know the princess my diaries. hair looks like a moose it's a masterpiece but a okay. cute moose make the boy moose go I have more fun watching comedies with people. <laughs> oh, yes. Comedies are more fun with other people. Otherwise, I hate comedies. Oh, for sure. They're not, they're not funny by myself. Well, I mean, it depends on the comedy. But but, but the cra- a crowd, the group you're with can really change the, the feel of a movie. I watched um, Hot Tub Time Machine with a group of guys from work when it came out. And it was we, it was uproariously funny. We all loved it. And I saw it with my wife later and there was just no humor like i didn't <laughs> love it she didn't love it i don't know like it felt bizarrely different like i watched animal house uh with friends and i was like yeah that was great <laughs> but it was it's such a dumb movie yeah you know <laughs> i often find on why is this a thing we used to watch the movies together in person and then talk about them and we don't do that anymore because we're all remote. And especially in, in the pandemic now, even Adam and Nico don't get together. But I'm often finding that a lot of times I watch these movies by myself and I don't enjoy them. And then when we start talking about them, all of a sudden mm-hmm. I, I leave the conversation having loved the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I can get that because people point out things that they noticed and they liked and that reinforces or that brings to the like your attention. These things that. Mm-hmm. that yeah. So. So do you love it now, Rachel? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think like what non-generic fantasy movie even exists. Like I would have said Lord of the Rings, but Rachel doesn't like those movies. So I haven't yeah. watched those movies. I watched 10 well, minutes of it and got bored. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm afraid that that will, we will register your opinion as did not like the movies because you got bored and stopped watching. them. <laughs> well, I was watching it on a plane, so I couldn't, if I got bored, I couldn't just like play with my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, but I mean, do you have a fantasy movie that you love, Rachel? Uh, your name does that count? Yes, I love that movie. Your name is that? What is this? That is a movie from Japan. Isn't that the one where they swap bodies and everything? Yeah, I like. I like. How was that fantasy? It's time travel by by way of ghosts. Yeah. Okay, but like, it also takes place in like modern day Japan. So you're fantasy. saying modern Urban day fantasy, Japan yeah. can't be fantasy? There's a lot of fantasy going on in modern day Japan, my friend. <laughs> it's just—it's not tradition. It's not what I was expecting out of that answer or out of that question. Uh, I guess well, I does, just does Princess Mononoke count? Yeah, I love Prin- Princess Mononoke. is great. I love it's a good movie. Or it like is. any Ghibli movie. Yeah. All right. That, that answers my question. Yeah. All right. Well, um, off okay. mic, Rachel and I are going to fight to the death. But <laughs> oh, goodness. it's going to be hard during a pandemic. I guess it's just I don't like traditional fantasy too much. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this movie definitely layers on the traditional fantasy. fantasy. It is like. That was that was another one of the disappointing things was when I I did not remember that, like, there is a land baron in the tiny little uh, little person village, you know, burgle cut. (laughs) I remember him being awful. Then I realized he like, oh, he's like. Taxing them and stuff like they're they're. Their culture is super fun, but like also, yeah. But apparently, this guy has a has a monopoly on selling on seeds. seeds. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. I guess there's the dark the crystal. I'm, I'm looking. Culture. I'm looking at like fantasy movies. The dark crystal is unique. I've never mm-hmm. seen yeah. it. That movie uh, scares the hell out of me. I watched it as an adult. <laughs> and, it's, and it still scares the hell out of you. Yeah, yeah. We might have to watch that for this. Sure. Yeah, for maybe next, maybe we'll watch the uh, the series, the new Netflix show. Really yeah, like that'd be interesting. Series, yeah. For uh, the next. And I'm gonna throw out in if in your free time, if you want to watch something that's fun, uh, watch Max Magician. Max Magician. Yep. What? You're just gonna drop it on us like that. Yep. Okay. That's it. Max Magician <laughs> and the Legend of the Rings. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Oh, uh, uh, I like the paper, the, the book, the paper magician or the paper wizard or whatever that book and series is called. The page, uh, something like a page magician. The page master. <laughs> the page master. Yes. Where the, where the books are alive. And yes. one of them sounds like Patrick Stewart. Sir, Sir Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I watched this as a child. The Macaulay Culkin cartoon. He's like writing around a book and. Oh no! Blue book who's yeah okay. I'm very yeah. confused. All right, we, we we don't put that one on the list. Apparently, there's <laughs> supposed to be a uh, people are talking about a Willow series coming out in a couple years or something like that. Like yeah, it is announced. Out. Yeah. Uh, well, they're announced that they're talking about it or something like that. <laughs> it's announced that they're talking about it. It, it just I mean it shows up on IMDb and uh, and Ron Howard's. Uh, director list as announced. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's exciting. That means so thing. it's actually announced, not just announced that they're discussing. Yeah, so it's in, it's probably officially in development, but like that's it. Did well, book to page fantasy movies open. count as fantasy movies that we're talking about, or are we just going original here? What type? Of I, I have a very broad definition of fantasy. So I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, I watched the Aragon movie and the Golden Compass movie. Those are those fantasy. Are those are definitely all fantasy, yeah. 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 Not that I've seen either of them, but they're fantasy. <laughs> the Aragon movie is kind of meh. And the Golden Compass movie is also, uh, they toned it down because 
religion. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Yeah. I watched that new HBO series also. It didn't really do that much for me. I wanted I to love watch the it, Scorpion but... King. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, I loved, um, what is it? The Mummy. Yes, the mummy's really good. I love that shit. <laughs> well, that's right. great too. Yeah. So anyway, we're done talking about let's this, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So, hey, we got some fan mail. You oh, uh, fan mail. Should we do that for the other episode when we're talking about gargoyles? Yes. Oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut. We'll cut this part. Maybe. Bullshit. No, we won't. <laughs> Nothing we say. We're in, all, in all likelihood, we will have already talked about it because the next that episode one's after the one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're recording this out of order. You're recording out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> this whole court is out of all order. Right. All right. Order sing us out, like- Dan. So uh, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, just keep in mind, next episode is going to be the three-part uh gargoyles kind of miniseries called avalon uh we are going to uh meet king arthur so what? look forward to that <laughs> uh i have been uh dan evanson you can find myself at dan evanson.com sign up for my newsletter to find out about all the things i'm doing uh you should uh also follow and visit uh katie willis's stuff katie where can people find you I am on Twitter at ShimmyBook. Um, I just tweet random things that are happening in my life or that I think are funny. And we also and, have... Uh, oh, did you want to add more? Nope, my internet's just spotty. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Rachel is here. Oh, hello. Where can people <laughs> find you, Rachel? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at, at ArgentRabe. I tweet about nothing mostly if i find something funny if i get locked out of my building at 3 a.m uh if i decide not to talk for 24 hours all things i've decided to tweet i'm always i'm very witty (laughs) uh you can also uh, follow peter schaefer who tweets about uh things that are not real hopefully i do i do uh you can follow me at shoeless pete on twitter uh, where I post a daily fact from a slightly alternate universe um, from history, and uh, where I also post things like uh, uh, one-line film reviews and uh, links to 200-word stories that I write. You can see my stuff at pashafer.com. And we are uh, finally joined by Nick Evangelista, who reports back to the Too Many Thoughts Media mothership Nick, where can people find you? You can find me um, on Twitter, Instagram, at Tacky Slacks. And uh, you can just listen to the other podcasts that we have on TooManyThoughtsMedia.com. Send us emails and pictures of your bookshelves and other hate mail to TooManyThoughtsMedia at gmail.com. Other hate mail? Do we have regular hate mail? Yeah. Oh. oh. One, once a week, I get an email addressed to me, and it just says, fuck you. Is it from Nico? <laughs> it's from myself. Oh. <laughs> Good night, uh, everybody. Thanks for watching. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> so long. All right. Please end Craig. <laughs> <laughs>